We're talking about improv, improv town. It's a town for people who do improv. They don't live there, but they just visit when they do an improv. You can visit for an hour a month if I put out the pockets on time. Okay, I'm recording this, by the way. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Improv Town. As always, I am your host and ambassador, Clayton Mashad. And in this episode, I talk with Justin Wilder about the importance of being a lifetime learner of improv and why he thinks that even veteran improvisers can improve their game by revisiting the improv basics. You might know Justin from his starring role in the trailer of everybody's favorite Andy Samberg movie, Celeste and Jesse Forever or from his titular role in the yet unannounced but totally, absolutely, definitely happening Wes Anderson movie, The Omniscient Owl, or maybe you know him as the unsung, uncredited, and off-screen hero of literally every Judd Apatow movie. After all, as you will learn in this awesome interview, not only is Justin Judd's personal improv teacher and guru, but dare I say, his muse. Justin teaches improv at the Providence Improv Guild, as well as at Rhode Island's newest improv comedy theater, Wage House in Pawtucket. He's a longtime member of Up in the Attic, which has performed at the Dell Close Marathon. And he's also a member of Jackpot, with an exclamation point, the Providence Improv Guild's newest Saturday night host team. They're fantastic, and obviously you can check them out every Saturday night at the aforementioned Providence Improv Guild. See improvpig.com for more details. I had a ton of fun doing this interview, as I'm sure you'll be able to tell. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, do you want to introduce yourself to the <laughs> improv audience? Sure, sure. My name is Justin Wilder. Anything? What? What goes in an introduction? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how slash why you got into improv? You know your all the television shows you've been on, the movies, the John Apatow films that you made. Sure, 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 sure. All right, all right. All right. Uh, so the how and why of improv? I was doing stand up at the time. I had been doing stand up for a little over a year. Uh, I'd been studying it for like three years before that, meticulously, just watching comedy. Like any to the to the point of nausea. Like any time you were talking about anything, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, there's a stand-up comic that like, that's that joke." About. That's exactly how I am with improv, and I feel like my girlfriend has to like hate it. Yeah, yeah. She'll be talking about she's in her PhD in English, and she'll be like talking about something. I'm like, "That's just like a Harold." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything can relate back to comedy, and people are upset when you make those connections. But I was I was doing stand-up for a while, and I wanted to get better at riffing, just kind of coming um, up with material on the spot, playing off of audience members, uh, generating new material. And I took a class at Trinity Rep. This was about six years ago. Yeah, they're like improv improv class or yeah well so yeah there um it was like an intro to improv class there were, uh pig wasn't a thing at the time yeah, yeah this was before pig and it wasn't really maro hantman taught it so maro with improv jones there there wasn't much improv to like, it was all improv but that was the only class that trinity had like there was no other classes right to it 
which was kind of sad because after the end, everyone was like, well, what, do, what do we do now? How do we, how do we keep yeah. going? Yeah. Um, so I just took the class again. I took it again the next year. And Mauro didn't teach it because he had moved. Uh, Katie Lehman taught it. She's from Improv Boston. And that class stuck together. And we, we hired her as a coach and uh, formed a team out of it. Cool. What team is that? That was part of a balanced breakfast. Uh, still probably my favorite team name of the teams I've been on. Part of a balanced breakfast. I, I was hyped on that name. I, I wanted to make, like I, everybody like picked out their breakfast food. And like they each each one of us was a part of a balanced breakfast, but it was like not healthy things or you know ironic things yeah. that were part of your breakfast. I wanted to make jerseys with our names on the back. <laughs> I was not. I, I was overly into it. Like, uh, there were a couple other people that were on board. Um, Greg Calariso, who married yeah. to Casey at Wage House, and uh, Brian Elliott. Actually, he was also on the team. What what breakfast were you? I was bacon. I was Canadian bacon. Can, oh, Canadian, Canadian bacon. bacon. That's an important differential. Yeah, yeah. Was there anyone who was just like whiskey? Whiskey? Oh. See, that's that's a flavor we needed in that breakfast. Class. That's what you were missing. Yeah, that's that's the glue that keeps it together. Whiskey. That's that's what takes this breakfast from just just balanced to well balanced. Well balanced. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys were only balanced, not well balanced. Yeah. All right, cool. And then so like you were saying, there was no pig back then. So where did you guys perform? Um, so pig actually, so there was no pig the first time I took the class. The oh. second time I took the class. Oh yeah, because it's been five years. Yeah, so the second time I took the class, I believe, yeah, pig had started by then. Because I actually went, I was telling the story the other day, I went to the first audition for pig. I had done one improv class. I was like, yeah, I could try this out. I was like a half an hour late. I couldn't find the place. Uh, I was frantic. Trying to, trying to, I ran up the thing, and I only knew really um, short form games. I didn't, I didn't really know like too much, uh, like scene work or long form. And they already did the short form audition. And I, was just, <laughs> I was just like, well, I remember talking to Melissa Bowler, and I was just like, oh, all right, well, maybe, maybe next time. I get, and I was, I was sad, but I still came. I came to shows, and I can't sign up for the class at Trinity again and then what was the question what, what did we do for shows yeah so then I guess you, did you guys you guys perform to pig so we performed we, we so one of the team members worked at City Hall and we would practice at just a random room in City Hall <laughs> at night uh, on a Tuesdays uh, and so we actually had a show in a chamber at City Hall one night. <laughs> we were just like yeah, we're gonna invite a bunch of people, set up some chairs, and and do some improv in this giant ceilinged, uh, beautiful city halls chamber. Uh, <laughs> and it was pretty cool. It was fun. Uh, gilded, yeah. gilded cupolas. Is that the word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> copper plating on the sides. <laughs> and then we did we did perform a couple times at Pig. We would come to Pig. Uh, there was a jam night one time that everybody came to, and so Pig used to do jam nights where instead of team performing it was whoever signed up for that would get divided into a couple of teams Not like a whole jam night yeah so the whole night was just that night that i went it was three teams there were six of us we got split up two people 
on each team. I think they did that intentionally. They were kind of they they broke up people that play with each other to try and like kind of a mixer, you know. Yeah. Improv mixer. Well balanced mixer. Right, right. Yeah, with some whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely need you whiskey. You need it. <laughs> um, so I remember, I I loved it. I thought that was cool. Just playing with people that I'd never played before, played with before, but some of the other people were thrown off by it and just didn't didn't know how to didn't know how to yes and. I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, didn't know what yes and. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, and then I remember I remember we had a show here and John Murphy had said John Murphy was the education director at the time and one of the founding people of Pick and he had said you guys. You don't have to take level one here. Like you can just go to level two. Like you, you've had background experience. Like we've been playing for about a year at the time, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. That's awesome." And so we had our show uh, at Pig, and that went really well. And I was like riding this improv high. I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna take level two. Part of Balance Breakfast is doing things. We're gonna get jerseys. And We're gonna get jerseys. <laughs> Canadian bacon." <laughs> We're going to hand up Canadian bacon to the audience. Oh, my God. Hot bacon at an improv show? Who wouldn't go to that? $5? Who wouldn't go to oh, that? They did that at a uh, improv... At a, no, not Jones. Uh, Empire Review. Yeah. Handing out bacon? I'm sold. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, all of a sudden, like, four out of the seven people on the team were like, I don't want to do improv anymore. Like... <laughs> uh, just crushed. Yeah, then you weren't a balanced breakfast anymore. Uh, it's unbalanced. It's just a lot of protein. It's yeah. just a lot of greasy protein. <laughs> <laughs> and whiskey. It's just like <laughs> bacon, sausage, and whiskey. Yeah. That's all you have for That's a Ron Swanson breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If Nick Offerman listens to this. He does. He's, oh, yeah. He, he sent me an email. Oh, good. Yeah. That's good. He really liked your work on all those Judd Apatow movies, so... Yeah. He said, "When's Justin Wilder going to be on the podcast?" You know, I wasn't. I, I I've been in an Andy Samberg movie. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't. <laughs> you didn't give me this on your credentials. <laughs> I didn't fill out credentials. <laughs> it's because I didn't think you had done anything important. Oh well, you know, uh, it was a, it was just an extra role. It's kind of in the background of a couple of scenes. I'm in the trailer though, and you can see. I remember this girl I was dating. I, we, we weren't dating at the time, but she... But you definitely you definitely were dating yeah, after we, she saw that yeah, trailer. Yeah. She saw that trailer, she's like, what's up? Because, <laughs> I mean, after that trailer, she doesn't, she doesn't know you're an extra. You're no. like, you can see my face in the trailer. Yeah. You don't know how deep my plot line goes. <laughs> yeah. They really liked me as yeah. an extra, so they wrote me a whole backstory. They were like, wow, day. this guy really knows how to hold a fake conversation <laughs> and just yeah. mouth in the background. You can't even tell he's just mouthing the alphabet. And look at that green tie. That is the greenest tie I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, so so you should... I want to hear, just hear this story about where you showed this girl... The trailer, and then you... Oh, I didn't show it to her. So she she actually, she moved... So we dated in college, and she moved to California to pursue acting. And she saw the trailer, and this film was shot in Rhode Island. She she sent me a text message. She was like, I saw your dumb head dancing in the trailer of the Celeste and Jesse Forever movie. And I was like, I could tell, like, <laughs> pissed about this, because I'm, I'm in a movie trailer. <laughs> and she, she moved out like, to California. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, so good luck, asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and immediately, I wasn't like, oh, I was like, oh, I gotta see this trailer now. I mean, <laughs> what movie was it? <clears throat> Celeste and Jesse Forever. Never heard of it. Yeah, uh, it wasn't that good. 
There's a couple moments, you know, when, you, I, when I'm in it. Yeah, yeah. There's like, yeah. there's like about ten good seconds in yeah. the entire movie yeah. where I'm like at table twenty-seven in the background having a conversation. Have you seen the movie? <laughs> no. It's a wedding scene. I'm in. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, okay, so that fucking four steps until your balanced breakfast of the then you're not a pyramid anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, so then. So then I was like, no, screw it. I'm still going to take level two. I'm still going to I'm still gonna keep on and do what I'm doing. And I did. Everybody else stopped. Except for Brian. Brian Elliott. Uh, we took level two together here. And then Greg started taking classes here as well. He's just not with us. So Brian and I took level two together with Kate Teichman and Andy Mandillo. And, sweet. And then the rest is just sweet, sweet history. The rest is, yeah, I mean, yeah. then I took level three, yeah, then yeah, I took level yeah. four. Actually, no, I took a long time in between level two and level three. A uh, full year, at least. Because uh, my level two class, we formed a team out of... Oh. Uh, unusual Suspects. Oh, Unusual Suspects. Yeah, and uh, we did an interview. You were in that movie, weren't you? I was, yeah. yeah. You were an extra. I was an extra, yeah, yeah. You were one of the jurors. I was in the trailer, though. <laughs> That would be awesome, though, if you were just yeah. in the germ, if, yeah. if you were in the action, if you were in the trailer yeah, of yeah. Usual Suspects. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so then you guys started that team, and then you were like, I don't need classes anymore, I've already made it. Yeah, right, so you can't teach me anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a team, like, this is my vehicle. That's the only reason I took the class. Was, all right, yeah. I mean, you I, wouldn't I, tell someone who was in an Andy Samberg trailer to take acting lessons. Right. Right. What, what are you gonna? You want you want a TA? Is that you want to give me a job? Is that what you're saying? You want me yeah. to? You're saying you want me to be the artistic director of the Providence of the Prop Guild? I'll consider it, but I mean, I've got a busy schedule. I got <laughs> seven Judd Apatow movies coming out next year. Yeah. I haven't been in any Judd Apatow movies yet, but if he's listening, as I know he does as well, uh, I'm in, I'm into it. I'm yeah, into him it. and Ron. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Well, not into... yeah, Nick, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he no, he he likes to be called. Ron. Yeah, he likes it. It's basically Nick Offerman. If you've read his book and then watched the show, we've been intimate a few times, and oh. I'll be like, "Yeah," we're, and I'll be like, "Oh, Nick," and he'll be like, "Call me Ron." Call me Ron. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of his like catchphrase when it comes to our relationship. It's call, <laughs> call me, me Ron. Ron. Yeah, yeah. Stop being so formal. <laughs> yeah, stop being, sometimes he has me call him Ronnie. Oh, is, that's that's not even in the canon. That's it's like outside. <laughs> Parks and Rec script. I feel like I don't think that was. <laughs> Cannon busted. Yeah. down. You know, there it goes. Eat that, Michael Shore. We have a new theme song now. To our, our scat theme song at the beginning. Improv. Improv town. <laughs> Going to the improv town. Going to the improv town. Gonna do me a lot of improv. <laughs> Won't you take me to improv town? <laughs> Pour some improv on me, and you need to yes, Sam. So then you got too big for your britches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like we had a coach. Uh, Tim Thibodeau was our nice, coach nice. Uh, for a while, and then and then Jake Goldman would occasionally coach us. Annika Goldman, his wife, was on the team, and then Alan Souza was a coach for a little while, um, and then. I started taking level three at the same time because I figured uh, I wanted to get some more. We added a couple of new people that, that didn't really have much improv background. Uh, they were just fun friends that we thought we could hang out with, which was a dumb idea. Don't do that. Yeah, I was going to say, that would never even occur to me to just be like, 
Yeah, it was to just be like, "Hey guys, I know this person. They've never taken improv, but they're hilarious. Yeah, let's like put them on the team." It happens, and it shouldn't. Well, it happens when you haven't taken level three yet. Right. Yeah, and then you know you learn. You then grow. You be, then you become sno- a snob. A, yeah, a purist. And then you're like an intellectual. And then you're like, you don't have your bachelor's degree oh. in improv. Oh. Where did you study? <laughs> <laughs> the internet. <laughs> yes, of course, I read truth and comedy. <laughs> Sharna is my godmother. Uh, yeah, uh, so I started taking level three, uh, and then the entire level three class moved to level four together and added a couple other people. Um, and then as in between level three and level four, uh, most of level three decided to form up in the attic, which I'm still on now. And Unusual Suspects kind of stopped... And up in the attic started, and then we were doing level four, and then yeah, and then you guys are still together. Yeah, you guys still. like perform at Dove Close Marathon and shit, right? Yeah, that was uh, up in the attic was the only team that would no no I don't want to say that. So up in the attic was the team that would take it to the next level. I felt like the other two were into playing, like they enjoyed improv, but I had goals on like what I wanted to do. I wanted, I saw the Providence Improv Festival around when I was first starting out, and I was like, this is cool, I wanna, I wanna play in this, right? And Up in the Attic was the only team I could see like actually wanting to work at that and apply and be in a festival, and, and we got it. We, there was a, a contest at PIG. There was a last slot in the festival. It was like our first show, I think. Actually, we, for we Piff? Had, yeah, the last slot to get into the, the Providence Improv Festival. And I think there were four or five teams. A bunch of Battle for Your Bacon duos and trios, and then us. And then we won, which was cool. And then you guys get to perform there. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah we actually we opened the festival. That was, we were the sweet. We opened, first. We opened first. the festival last year. Uh, infection waiting to happen, I think. Festival opening, brothers. Yeah! yeah it's a thing now. <laughs> Give me the next John Avatar movie to go. Oh, my God! We'll be, we'll be sitting at the same table at a wedding. Two brothers. Opening a festival. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I think that's, that's Judge. It sounds, like we're, it sounds like we're actually starting a festival. Yeah, like we're opening no, a festival. No, no we're, we're just opening. Don't. It's it's gonna have a lot of disappointment, <laughs> not because it'll be bad. It's just the wrong audience yeah. will go. <laughs> they're not actually related. They're no. not actually starting a festival. No. They're just the opening act yeah. on separate years. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's separate years. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's also opening the festival isn't even the, like there are better spots yeah. than opening the festival for sure. Sweet. So yeah, so you guys are still together. Mm-hmm. Then uh, now you're on the new the new big Saturday night house team jackpot jackpot whoa yeah that's that's whoa. fun that's my first that's my first well no that's not true I, that's my first like weekly team yeah I was gonna say it's my first house team but I was on Real Mature and Starbucks which are both house teams yeah farm teams yeah we did air quotes <laughs> for the listening audience yeah. we. Waggled our fingers. Is, are there, are there another audience? Is there another audience <laughs> for, the, for the, for the, 
the sensory imagining audience, they saw the air quotes. They knew they were there. For the reading audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew that we put air you quotes. Knew. You knew. We wrote the quotes. They weren't air quotes. <laughs> They're just quotation marks. Uh, yeah, so now you're... Jackpot. Now you're the big dog. Yeah. Big dog. Uh... <laughs> That's like... Well, it's still, it's still that, was, that was interesting. That was So we had our first show. On Saturday, that was the first time I had done a Herald since level four. Since level four? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So, I mean, we had one practice where we ran the show. So that's like that's like three, four, four years. Three years ago, yeah. yeah. Three or four years ago. I don't even... Yeah. You really, you haven't done a Herald in three years? I mean, like, I've, I've done forms that are, are similar inspired by the Herald, you know, and that practice the same... Yeah, everything Elements, is right, everything you know? is like super tied in. Right. But to actually have to be like, oh, we just did the group game. Yeah. Now, what was the game or the char- or the character or the relationship yeah. of that first beat? Right. I have to do exactly like nothing like, like that. Like you can't do the second. You know. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Up, up in the attic form, the heater is kind of heraldy. You know, it has recurring. Scene thread, right? Multiple and, beats of multiple yeah, scenes, yeah, but it's but, not as stringent to the Herald format. Right, it's just more. We get to do whatever we want. Yeah, I, after I took level four, so we had like our two graduation shows way back when. And I remember, like, I was like, "Oh, I'm so good at the Herald," <laughs> or like, not even so good, because the Herald can be such a confusing thing mm-hmm. in terms of like being good at it. Like I mentioned this in one of the, one of the. I think when I interviewed Kate and Casey, but Alyssa and I did a two-person Herald yeah. recently, and like, well, it just like you can you it can, it can get confusing between like doing a really good Herald and the sense of doing a really good job following the form, yeah. and so you can like think like, oh man, we did such a good Herald, even if it's not remotely funny right. at all, and you can do a hilarious Herald. But then be like mad of like oh we never tie that last beat together yeah and so yeah. it's just it's such a confusing form to even talk about of like uh, oh I was like to, to say I was so good at heralds right. after level four I don't mean like I was blowing the audience's mind I just remember I just mean like I had it so set. I remembered the formula right it was just like during the first scene I would think about how do I describe the game of the scene in a single line and then I would like put that in my back pocket and then when it came again it'd be like okay. It's more like being able to do the mental inventory, mm-hmm. by which I mean I was good at it. Not yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then in Real Mature, we did the Herald, and when we first started doing it, I just remember being like, oh man, I'm so excited to do the Herald again. And then we would do them, and I'd be like, shit, I'm so much worse. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've lost all of the trading of just like... Yeah. Yeah, but you guys did a great, a great Herald. It was a lot it was of fun. It was, fun. It was a ton of fun. That was... A good oh, actually, what I thought was super interesting about your your Herald that I think is a super cool like thing that you never see happen. So what ended up happening on yours was you your final scene was the group was the group scene, and what you ended up doing was having everybody in in the group the group game scene ended up becoming. You realize that each one of those was had been the characters mm-hmm. from the earlier beats, mm-hmm. whereas like normally when you're taught the Herald, you're taught it. Not to narratively, like, like not to force plot or narrative or, like, to... Uh, yeah, but that's not even what I was thinking. But I, normally I was thinking, like, you're taught that the group scene is, like, a palate cleanser. Yeah. And that it's not, nec- like, they don't necessarily... They're not supposed to be tied into other things. Yeah. Or they're not even... And they're not even necessarily supposed to be, like, the same thing. 
but the idea of just doing the group scene as the final scene, but realizing that everyone in the group scene are the characters from the three beats, mm-hmm. just seemed like um, even more of like an ingenious way to like to reconcile all the beats. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, I don't know. It was just super cool because normally you think there's never a third group scene. And now I kind of now I want to watch the video. Because I wonder if that was the third or the fourth scene, like or, or kind of like how what the ordering was of that. Because I know it was intended to be a scene that just it came, it became a group scene, and people started to add in as it developed. And that was the high school, right? Like in the jubilee. yeah, it was like the it was a yearbook, yeah, 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 type style scene, right? Yeah, because you guys did three group scene, three group scene, and then it was like one scene for that third beat. And then the next scene became the group scene. And I think someone still came on and initiated it as the group scene. It was cool to see, cool way to think about ending the Herald of like going to the group scene and then using that as a way to tie, yeah, tie them all together as opposed yeah, to. So, so through to your point of um, group scene is supposed to be the palate cleanser, right? Right. So in it before our first group scene, that was completely separate from those first three scenes in that first beat, right? So I think the first group scene was us taking yearbook photo, taking photos for marketing materials for uh, a criminal high school. And I think I think we followed that at, with each. Our group scene actually had its own, like, game. Right, yeah, it had beats. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, so so it became almost this fourth thread that then combined into the last... Right, yeah, whereas then in, like, the final scene, I guess you really kind of combined the four as right. opposed to just combining the three. Right. You. Yeah. Yeah, which is It was all sweet. intentional. I mean, yeah, we, we talked guys, about it beforehand. I know you're not supposed to do that, but we talked about we it We actually, like, we're actually doing an advanced herald. Yeah. Instead of, like, three and three, we're going, like, four and four. And four. four and four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've never heard of this? Yeah. Three. Like, anyone can count the three. Huh. Anybody's done that. Del Close? Who's that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, sweet. And now you're uh, now you're teaching all yeah, over the place, right? Everywhere. Everywhere. All the places. John Apatow Improv School. Yep. Yeah, I just go to his house. I teach him. You've actually been teaching him I teach improv. him improv, yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't tell you that. He's going to get mad. Which is ironic, because I'm pretty sure his wife is a... Uh... <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. The heir to improv legacy. Oh. So, so it's interesting that he t- that he stepped over her to to pick you to come yeah. and teach him. Yeah, I have good rates. Okay. <laughs> you have good, I, what's she going to charge him? Sex. I don't know. Sex. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you're going to get. I don't think you're going to get a part of the movie now that you're slandering as well. Basically, saying that his wife's a prostitute. <laughs> that you know. Or no, or no, I guess you're saying he was a prostitute? Cause you know, now I've got blackmail on him. She's a... You give me a part in this movie, Judd. <laughs> the story's coming out. Or the story about you and your wife having sex. Improv town! <laughs> I just saw I just saw the big spike. Improv <laughs> town! Oh yeah, so you're teaching. Let's, uh, uh... I've, been, I've been teaching for like two and a half years now. Nice. And I teach at Pig and Wage House, and I have also been teaching uh, workshops 
as well else, elsewhere. Sweet. Yeah. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. As, as a teacher, you kind of get to you get to see, especially in level one, so I've been teaching level one everywhere, or, or kind of like variations of the basics and intro to improv and kind of new people approaching improv through various lenses. Uh, you know, Wage House and Pig have different curriculums. They have different games. It's entirely like having gone through both, there's they're one they're night and day. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I haven't taken any classes there. Yeah. No, I haven't taken any classes, but I've taught a level one there. And I, I've taught level one at Pig for a couple of years. Uh, yeah. Sweet. All right. So let's talk about... Let's talk about those basics, because I know that's your big thing. Yeah. So when 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 you think of the basics, what what do you think of? Like what what, what, what do I think of? Yeah. Um, agreement. So like listening and yes and mm-hmm. being in the moment. Just flip the script. I made the podcast. I know, dude. You just told. <laughs> why am I doing your job? <laughs> it's all about the basics. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been reading? How to win friends and influence people. I um, know so much about what media I'm consuming right now, Clay. <laughs> are you? Or are you? Re- no, I don't know. I've been. I've always wondered if that would. Uh, that would be helpful to read. Yeah, I haven't read it. I don't know. I like. I like. Um, whenever I'm about to, and it's the teacher in me. Whenever I'm about to answer a question, I like to ask the question to someone else beforehand because, like, I know my answer. Right? You're not going to tell me my answer usually. Unless, unless you do, and I'll be surprised. You know, yes, and was on my list. He said agreement. Sure, yeah. I always consider that as one of the basics. <laughs> no, you're now you're totally wrong. Yes, and that's like level two. You'll get there. The basics, Harold. Harold, start them from the top. <laughs> Count them down. Four, four, three, three two. <laughs> because now it's intro. Our, now it starts at four. Yeah. Thanks to you guys. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So uh, okay, so. So I listed the basics, so they're out there. We don't need to hear your answer. All right, good. So done. <laughs> All right, like, signing off. Thanks for, so thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks for checking in. <laughs> yeah, so so I, my list of the basics include yes and, object work, and base reality. So like when I think of the basics, like those are those are in my mind. What about listening? That's advanced basics. I mean, like not not why I wouldn't say advanced basics. I would say. Listening, so if you all right, I thought, so, we were gonna, I thought this whole podcast was going to be about listening. Yeah, you got to. You, <laughs> you're not actually listening, Clint. <laughs> you're right, and nor am I yes anding. Yeah, because to yes and you have to listen. To know what the base reality is, you have to listen. To build object work, Clay, you got to listen with your eyes. Wait, listening is more than just with your ears, Justin. It's. So much more. It's what you can do with every part of yourself. <laughs> Tell me more. Well, you see. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, let's go back <laughs> yeah, to yeah, yeah. Uh, So, yes and, object work, base reality. I think that was a good lesson, though, how yeah. listening is an integral part yeah, yeah, yeah. of all three of those. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree. And, and so, like, I, I, there are totally, you know, listening, character work, um, you know, being in the moment, kind of status. You know, there there are more that you can add to that list. But when I think of what do I need to tell you to get you to do an improv scene? Yes, and base reality, object work. 
Yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah. And the reason why I think that the basics and, and revisiting the basics is so important is because those three are a part of every scene that you do. Right? So they're always going to have... I'm just saying, I've done lots of scenes without any object work. Yeah, they've worked shitty scenes. <laughs> yes. I've, I've <laughs> yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them. I've seen your talking head scenes. <laughs> I've seen shit. Yeah. yeah, you think just because it's sitting in a chair, it's not a talking head scene? <laughs> You're not even doing plate work on a table. What? <laughs> Grab a cup, damn it! It's true. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, just, just kidding, too. I've never done... I've never done a podcast. Yeah, never. neither have I. Yeah, yeah, we've never, 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 <laughs> never happened. Why would it? That's too basic. It's too basic. We're too advanced. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're like next level Harold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Level five. Ooh, Ooh. yeah. Uh, so yes, and object work based reality that it's a part of every scene that you do, no matter what level you're doing, right? So you're always hearing, agreeing, and adding to. You're always interacting with the imaginary world. And hopefully you're always finding that base reality. And if you're not, that's probably why your improv scene felt weird. It's because you didn't know who you were to each other or where you were or what you were doing. And you just kind of, nobody, nobody stepped up and said a thing, made right. a statement, you know? It's like, pick it up, you know? You pick it up. <laughs> but I don't want to touch it. You gotta. <laughs> you knocked it over. Uh, no, we know too much now. Sounds like a horrible scene. Yeah, yeah, right? Because we don't know who we are. We don't know what it was. We don't know where. We don't have anything. We just have a thing that we're focused on that's not ourselves. And we're probably not even doing any object work because it is on the floor and we're just we're standing, just looking standing at the on either side of it, connecting with this imaginary thing on the floor instead of each other. Um, sweet. So let's, do you want to talk about each one like individually or, or uh, now that you've laid those out? Yep. I know you want to talk about like listening, being yeah. present in the moment. Yeah. Uh, I got something. So when I was thinking about this, I was like, so we have these three things that, that and, and I, I would throw listening on there. Yeah, so if you want to have have four things, we'll do an advanced herald. Four things. Four things. Four things. Uh, <clears throat> so if you have if you have yes and object work based reality, and you add listening as the fourth, the thing that I was going to say wanted to talk about is like when when and why should you revisit the the basics? Like why should you revisit the basics? And I was thinking about this when I was preparing for this interview. Uh, so I was thinking about, you know, I revisited the basics as an improviser, as a student. I revisited them as a teacher to then prepare the lessons to teach. And now I have begun to, to be aware of them as a performer more regularly, like trying to be aware of. Especially, I feel like, as a, as a teacher, you got to practice what you preach you got to do like I can't tell you about connecting with your scene partner and doing object work at the same time and then just have a talking head scene for five minutes where I'm not looking at anybody you know right yeah you also have to be able to articulate it yeah in a in a different way 
So you got to know it. You got to know it well enough to explain it. So you got to. So not only not only what the basics are, but why are they important? How do we approach them? How do we practice them? How do they build off each other? Because it all it all builds off each other, right? You, who, what, and where work together because of yes and because of object work because of listening. So when I was a student in improv, when I was taking classes, I I took notes after every class, after every show, even as we were getting coached by people like Tim and Katie, even after practices, I'd write down the games that we did, I'd write down how we did them, I'd write down some standout moments. I, I wanted to know how to do the game again. Like I wanted to be able to revisit, to go back to it, to learn from it. And that, that helped me tremendously when preparing to become a teacher, to look back at all these things that I had done that had shaped me as a student and right. how, to, yeah, yeah. how to then use that either for better or worse to inform myself as a teacher. It was that, it was, I was going to become a teacher at the time that I was thinking about taking level two again, which was interesting that it happened at the same time. That like I was thinking about going back, just, just running the bases again and just doing a, a refresher. You know, is I love taking more improv classes. I think that to open yourself up to it, it all goes with like ego and stuff. With like, right, if you think right. that if you think you know everything, you don't know shit. Yeah, if you think you know everything about improv, you don't know a damn thing. <laughs> right. Right. If you go in with an open mind and you are able to learn off of someone and play with people and experience something in the moment and. And, and feel that that'll teach you something that'll help you grow as a performer as an improviser but if you go in with the with the expert mind of like I'm I already know this who would you go to teach me <laughs> mm-hmm. you're not gonna learn anything All right I don't know where I was going with that no. just uh yeah it's important to keep an open mind keep revisiting the basics don't, oh, don't, yeah. don't get like so don't don't be so impressed with the fact that you're on a team in level two that you like refuse to take level three for you year. know it was a different time in my life Clay. <laughs> I've grown I've reflected I've changed I'm I've a been better in, man I've been in Judd Apatow movies I've been in Judd Apatow movies I've taught him things he didn't even know <laughs> I've taken on a Mark Wahlberg accent. I've taken on a Mark Wahlberg accent. <laughs> I don't need improv. I don't need improv. You ever you ever get stuck in an accent in a show? Uh, uh yeah. Like you do an accent one scene and it's like now that's the only. Place or sh- you can talk. the worst thing that happens to me is I just is that I can't help but take on the other person's yeah, accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if they're like, just their natural accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if I'm playing against, if I just happen to be improvising with a person from the south, I I just start doing the southern accent for no reason. <laughs> Uh, this is a great ad for the diversity scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> you talk different? <laughs> Y'all talk differently too. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, cool. Let's go and uh, let's talk about that idea that you were saying that you listen with more than your ears because that's mind blowing to me. I never heard a person say that. <laughs> I'm now stuck in the accent. I said it and I See, did it. There you now go. I can't now, drop. now that's who you are. I that's can't who you are. Drop it. Uh, uh, so yeah. obvi- obviously everyone knows the listening isn't just with your ears but let's uh, let's yeah like listening and like being present in the moment I know that you do 
You're saying you do like meditation and stuff before, yeah, yeah. You, you, say, your, you, so you can get your like shock. You say like a dirty word. I heard you've been doing that. I heard you, meditation. I heard you've been doing that meditation derbation. Yeah, you've been baiting. <laughs> you've been baiting before shows. I can see it in your eyes. Look at me. Look at me. You baiting? I can tell by your hairy palms that you've been, <laughs> you've been meditating before. The You're show. sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> try to get your like your chakras in line. That, that, yeah, that's totally what it is. That's totally what it is. Just get all up in my chakras. So I, yeah, I meditate every day. Uh, I've done it for years. I, I don't say you need to meditate to be an improviser. I don't say that meditation is going to make you better or worse or anything. It uh, helps me kind of clear my thoughts, calm my mind. Kind of be in the moment, be present. I, I do it. I try to do it before shows. Every show, did it before Saturday show. I try to do it less informally uh, or more informally, I guess, before practices. And by informally, I, I mean more just like kind of close my eyes and just deep breaths in and out. Just try to like clear your head and all the stuff. I, that that's always been the thing about improv that no matter what day you had, you can clear it out. You can just leave it at the door and just play here for three hours and just escape it and just kind of go back to it. But Yeah, I, I feel like meditation is my, like, sorry, I said that in reverse. Improv, like, is my meditation. Mm. In the sense of, like, I don't meditate. Yeah. I don't uh, have a spiritual life. And so, like, there's no, without improv, there would be no uh, always being totally present with, like, all of your things. Like, even when, no matter how much, when I'm, like, talking to my boss and he's telling me something, like, really important that I should be, like, really focusing on, mm -hmm. I'm still thinking about, like, I gotta go to the grocery store later. Yeah. You know, like, oh, shit, I don't have any milk. But when like, you're, when you're doing improv. When I'm doing improv, it's literally just, like... Yeah, like yeah. you can only focus on that other person or, I mean, sometimes you're obviously like doing a scene and you're like, oh crap, what was, yeah, what was the last beat of that scene? But it's still always in that moment. Yeah. Well, so, um, so like improv and meditation, so meditation is just active focusing, right? So right. meditation is improv, improv is meditation. So if, if you're doing, it's having an understanding of what meditation is can help bring you no I don't want to say that take that away <laughs> what were you going to say I was going to say having an understanding of meditation kind of helps you be more in the moment but I don't it is, you get tricky try to sell meditation because then people get I feel like you get tricky trying to sell improv yeah yeah for sure I mean you know you, you got to find your reason for wanting to do it but yeah. uh, to your point of improv is your meditation I have started to think of improv as my church. And yeah, yeah, that's... That I, there was something, it was a photo taken about a year ago, and it was up in the attic, and every show, before, before the show, we'll huddle up, kind of like arms on the shoulders, kind of talking about, kind of hype each other up, yeah. do the thing, and then someone took a picture of that, and like I saw that, and I realized like no other way, no other activity, no other thing do I come together on a weekly basis? Do I share stories and, and encourage and, and listen to people and 
feel good about what I'm doing and like feel great about life and everything. And, and I could sell improv. Yeah. I mean, even, even so infection, which is like my first, you know, like longest team started in, in our like level three or whatever. We don't, we don't necessarily hang out. Like we don't really hang out that much outside of practice. Like we practice once a week and stuff, but like still when it's like my like birthday or something, it's still like, and you're just thinking about, like, who do I want to be, like, surrounded by? Mm. It's still, like, oh, even though we don't, even though, like, none of us really hang out, like, one-on-one outside of when we practice on improv, they're, like, still the closest. Yeah. Like, they're still, like, my closest yeah, friends. Yeah. Right, because they know so much about you. Right. You know, they, they've they shared so much with you. You have lifetimes of experience together because you've created all these. We went through the war together. Right, yeah. We've been married like three times at least. <laughs> and divorced twice. Yeah, and I was a man, a woman, and an owl. And her child. And, and... Owls get married, Clay. Don't, don't tell me they don't. Of course they do. I would never never tell you an owl didn't get married. Uh, what am I, a monster? A monster. Oh, that reminds me of that... Uh... John Avatar film you were in. Uh, why can't I think it was fucking... That reminds me of that Wes Anderson movie you were in. That's what I meant to say. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fantastic Mr. Owl. <laughs> Mr. Owl. That was the voice you used! How many licks does it take to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop? I thought that was such a good throwback. There you go. That's, that's the new intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wes told me you wrote that line yourself. Yeah. Okay. Um, Alright, so... Meditation. Meditation. Yeah, kind of active listening, being in the moment. Because what you were saying, uh, and it connects back to the Herald, and it connects back to active listening and being in the moment. You said, you know, kind of being in that ability to think about the mechanics while being in the scene. Yeah. And that level four really, really shifted my thinking on things to be able to, because that mindset to be in the moment but thinking about how the moment places in your life is basically what it is. And, right. and, and yeah, to yeah. practice that to, on a weekly basis of like, what are you doing now that's going to benefit your future, right? Or what are you doing now and how are you going to bring it back or how are you going to play with it? And I thought that that was very present and aware but also reflective and, and, and forward thinking and that mindset of being able to be in the moment, but knowing where you're, where it could go. Yeah, the thing that I think people never really articulate, or like, the, or, uh, it took me a while to realize about improv. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> were you not listening, Clegg? Come on. Because I guess, the, I, I, I'm pretty sure we were recording this when I said this earlier, about how like I was so much better after level four, because, uh, but in like a, in a systematizing. Mm-hmm, yeah way which is just because you're training yourself to put things in your back pocket so to speak and the thing i always think about improv because so so in the same way that you were saying when you were doing stand-up that you like you know when you said uh, you had been doing stand-up for a year but you had been studying it for like three and a half years Mm. that was like my same experience with improv where through the the magic of of podcasts i've been like listening to improv for humans Mm -hmm. and like had had the UCB manual and like had traveled out to LA and like got to UCB and was listening to like Spontanea Nation. I think that probably started right around when I was, do you know that podcast? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's an improv podcast. And that, I think that started kind of right when I was starting to do improv. 
and just like like was super like knew a ton and t- knew a ton about improv when I start when I even when I first started taking classes I had already like read the UCB manual mm. like in my level one and I was kind of actually like the person that we were talking about that we like expert. shouldn't be because yeah, yeah. I started I didn't even start taking classes here I started taking classes at a different theater that has a very a totally different improv philosophy mm-hmm. which is much more theatrical was it the CTC uh, yeah yeah the CTC and they're like a much more Johnstonian yeah. theater and so like that's a whole other thing about like thinking that certain improv styles are wrong and right where they're they're not they just have different objectives like right. one is trying to you know, Find to improvise sketches right. right UCB is trying to improvise sketches right Johnstonian is either try is trying to improvise stories or I mean, that's the, it's literally like the UC book called, UCB book is called Improvised Comedy. The Johnsonian book is called Improv for Storytellers. So, like, to act as if, like... Oh, I have that book. To act as if, like, those two books are, like, are, like, disagreeing with each other right. is kind of preposterous because you're, like, they're telling... They're teaching you two different skills. That'd be, like, painting for portrait people yeah. and painting for landscape people and then being, like, but you told me two different things in those two different books. It's, like, they're telling, teaching you different things. Uh, that's even more of a digression. But so, so in that in that vein, like having read the UCB, it'd be like had I read the landscape book and then was taking classes at a portrait theater, yeah. and then it was like, but these people told me I'm supposed to do contour yeah. lines like this, and so I was like that same way. Where it was, no, but um, uh, don't you do a back line instead of wings? Aren't you supposed to? Aren't you supposed to do a back line? Exactly. Uh, so what was? Oh, but my yeah. So the point is. Like I know is that so much I think of improv is it's not what you know, it's training yourself Through. till till doing those things becomes natural. Because yeah. like yes, you can know that you're supposed to agree, or yes, you can like know that you're supposed to do object work, or know that you're supposed to establish a base reality, yeah. or know that the second that you're supposed to put the three beats, you know, the beats of the first three scenes in your back pocket, mm-hmm. like. You can know all those things. Until you do But them. until you've done them so much that they become second nature that you couldn't, like, not do yeah. them. Like, just like doing a layup. Like, you could know the fit. You could be a physics genius and know exactly of, like, well, the ball has to arc. move at this angle, at this arc, yeah. and hit this, this part of the backboard. Force. But, like, you're not going to be as good as someone that's just done a thousand layups. My layups just switch. They don't the back right because you've done them so many times in all those Judd Apatow movies he's done so many basketball movies <laughs> he's done so many basketball movies yeah but uh, so so what you're talking about is that the knowledge of something versus practice of something right right exactly yeah, yeah. and it's crazy because as, as you're saying that I wasn't listening I was thinking about what I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> Well, so you weren't listening no it was funny or being present it's funny moment. because because I was thinking like oh man When's he gonna finish so I can say my better thing? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait, that's what I think it improv all the time. <laughs> Isn't it though? I mean like not not really, but that as as not That's what I do in real life though. Exactly. Uh, that was a joke when I said it, but but Because we're improvising. You said something and I was like, Oh, that makes me think of this. But I, I, I wanted to keep that on like a back burner and still actively be listening to what you're saying because you weren't done saying, right? You still had more that you wanted to say about this this learning something like it's not what you know, it's what you can do. And right. it relates so much to meditation and to philosophy. There's actually a proverb or something. It's like no amount of 
study can replace one moment of practice. Oh, that's exactly what I'm trying to say, man. So you could have just like, said it in one proverb. I just want to, I'm not side couching. You should have just been like, shut up. Just find, Let me proverbize this. Find dude. the game. Find the game, Clay. <laughs> I'm not side coaching your improv podcast. <laughs> well, earlier, you basically started directing. I, I wanted you to finish your point because this is about you. <laughs> I am interviewing you, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, so that, that idea that, like, you know, I, I've read a ton of books on meditation. I've read a ton of books on improv. Unless you practice meditation or you practice improv, what do you really know about doing either of those things? If you can tell me, yeah, you cross your legs and you, you sit there with your eyes closed in the dark, do you really know what it feels like or what like, like the benefits are? Or if you say, yeah, you stand with a stranger that you've never met before and you yes and and you sweat a lot and you, you, you find the who, the what, and the where and you list off these things. And, and to your point of where it becomes second nature, where it becomes... To the point where, like, and I still do this, but when it comes to the point where you're not checking things off, you're not like, oh, I, I should, I should do some object. I should like engage in my right, in right. my environment. I should, um, ooh, who are we to each other? Like, like, inside, so because I do that. Like, you know, and it might be a, a, the teacher in me where I'm side coaching my own scenes in my, in my head. But you want to flesh that out. But when when you stop doing that because you're in the moment and you're just doing layups, you're just shooting free throws and you know what needs to go where and, and what are the missing elements because that's just repetition, the muscle memory. Right, yeah. You train hard so that when you get on stage, you can throw that all away and not have to think about any of that. Work hard, play hard, you know. Just... Yeah, it's like doing scales. Yeah. You practice on, you know, in music. Exactly. You'd, like, you'd be doing scales, but then if you're doing some improvised jazz you're not like thinking like, oh, I'm gonna do a pentatonic scale right, right. now, and like you, you just you're just know. like, <laughs> you know the fluidity of movement. You're just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sweet. Was that listening? What were we talking about listening? That was just being present, being in the moment. Yeah. Basically. Uh, yeah. It was, and then it was about like like. Um, Having studied, what were we just talking about? We it was on a tangent. It was, <laughs> it was about having you were talking about <laughs> you, you were, were you were, were telling me about your history. You were telling me all the details. I was asking you such good questions. <laughs> uh, you know, you were talking about um, having learned and studied before taking class, and and that idea of having having and that listened. perfect proverb. That you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Say it again. Say it one more time. No amount of study will replace one moment of practice. Oh. It even got better just then because, like, I was searching for the words, but it sounded wise and paced. But I, I just really didn't know yeah, what Yeah, you sounded was. just... You reminded I, me of that owl that you played at that Wes Anderson movie. Mr. Owl. Mr. Owl. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that's funny. The, the, <laughs> it'd, have, it'd have to be, like, the wise... Mr. Owl, the, but the, the, the omnipotent Mr. Owl, the yeah. omnipotent Mr. Owl. Yeah. That's what it would be if it was a Wes Anderson movie, right? Well, yeah, but that wasn't his legal name. I mean, <laughs> that's just what people called him. It's on his birth certificate, it said Mr. Owl, Mr. Peabody Owl. <laughs> oh, oh, I learned. It was on, on the call sheet. <laughs> Something Peabody, Teddy, <laughs> 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 
All right. I think we only got like it's six fifty. So, um, what like, what are what other what are the top things that you you want to talk about <laughs> in this last five to seven minutes? Uh, sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, we've been talking about it throughout, but I feel like of the basics, if we're going to talk about basics. If I would say like a next step of that would be the the basics of form, right? So the herald, while not a basic, is the basis of most formats, right? Uh, I'm on the team that's doing the herald jackpot. I'm also on a practice team that has yet to perform, but we're practicing the Armando. Uh, another what? I want. Let me on that team. Man. Another root form of long form, right? So this, I want to do the Armando so bad. These so so, and at the core of both of those is monologues, storytelling, listening, and pulling details. And being able to, to take something and bring it somewhere else. And I, I'm just really excited about kind of where that's going to be able to go to the roots of form and really play those in repetition on a weekly basis and, and really feel out what else could it be. Because I feel like those inspired a lot of the forms that are today. And Yeah, I love the Armando. I mean, yeah, obviously Ascat, which is yep, like, yeah. it's, I mean, that's just an Armando. Right, right. Yeah, let's talk about, like, for, so, do you want to talk about, like, next, what you think, like, next level yes-anding is? Or, like, how you teach, how you teach yes-anding, and whether you teach it, like, whether you teach it at, like, a simplified version? Because, like, I feel like, you know, at first you just teach it, like, say yes, Mm -hmm. agree with what what the other person says. Yeah. When, like, the real idea behind the yes-and is that you're, like, yes-anding... The concept. The player. Yeah, yeah. The player, but you're not necessarily yes-ending the character. The word, yeah. If you're like... You're not yes-ending the words, you're yes-ending the concept behind it. That, right, that, like... That they're trying to... Come on, little bro, stick your finger in that light switch. You're not, like, you don't necessarily okay. just need to be like, okay, I'll do it. You could be like... And I'll love it. Right. Because <laughs> yes, and. Right? Yes, and, and... And I'll lick my finger first. Right, right, right. As opposed to, I don't know, mom said that... Yeah, 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 we yeah, should, yeah. We're not supposed to do this. Which is, as opposed to like, I'm not your little brother and that's not a light switch. Right. Which is like the obvious, right. which is always going to be wrong. Yeah, so that's that's not accepting the reality of the scene versus not accepting the reality of the character versus actually accepting the reality of the character and adding to it. So the reality of the character being, if I were your little brother and you just told me to stick my finger in the socket... I wouldn't be excited to do that. I'd be, I'd be, but well, I'd still, yeah. I'd still be aware of the fact that that you're you're telling me to do so. Like I look up to you, ideally, right? You know, if that's I know, the I character, know you, I, know you do. I, 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 I aspire to look up to you, ideally. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I said ideally, and I couldn't let it go. <laughs> um, but like you, play, so what I'm saying is, you, you could play with that character relationship of, of younger brother looking up to an older brother. Some an older brother saying something, you know, because you would pretend. I don't know. Mom said that, you know, which is not a yes, but it is a yes, right? It doesn't sound like a yes. It's not an actual yes. I will stick my finger in the, but it's a yes. Right. I am your brother. Yes, you did just ask me to do that, and there are dangers associated with that. And mom told me not to. Or right, because because a lot in a lot of like level ones, they they'll have you. And I've even taught it, but where you do that, you do that exercise where like, you could do it in a few ways, but say it's like you could do it at the party planners where like one person introduces the thing and then everyone like 
you do the three levels, like, no, yes, but, yes, yeah, and. Yeah. And then it's like, well, which one of those was funner? And then, obviously, it's, like, designed for it to be, like, yes, and. Yeah. Or you can just do the exercise where you, like, literally just have people say, yes, and. Or uh, you say, so I say. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's, a, yeah, right. There's, like, yeah. a million things that are, like, to train that idea that, like, yes, and yeah. is more exciting and funner than yes, but. Yeah. Even but though, also, like. It's also more fruitful for progressing the story, like, and more agreeing. Because a yes, but isn't really a yes. You know, yes, yes, I agree to your concept, but I am arguing the specifics. Well, yeah. So that, I don't think that's good. No. But what about the, yes, I agree to your concept, but I don't think that would be a safe thing for me as the little brother to do. I guess that's where, like, the, I don't know. I guess, like, by stepping back, my main question was, like, when you teach it at a level one mm -hmm. level, do you just teach it, like, straight up? Yeah. When when you first when you first are entering, obviously you, you want to do that like that. You say yes and like you say yes. I will stick my finger in that socket, and it will be the greatest story for my therapist. You yes. know, right? and I'm going to turn into a superhero. Right? Hell yeah! Static shock. That's how it happened. <laughs> yes, you will turn into a superhero. Yeah, and I'll be your butler. <laughs> What? what? <laughs> that, that's not what you that's said. That's how it happens. <laughs> that's how you get a butler. I gotta, I gotta become a superhero before I can get a butler. Yeah, you didn't know. I don't want to do laundry, but then stick your finger in that light switch, little bro. Yes, I will do that, and I will become a superhero with a butler. <laughs> All right, sweet. Let's call it there. Yeah, it's, uh, three <laughs> of good, sweet. You've been listening to Improv Town. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're in the Rhode Island area, don't forget to check out all the great local improv. Pig, the Providence Improv Guild, has shows every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at 8. The Contemporary Theater down in Wakefield is currently doing Maestro Improv at 9.30 on Fridays. And the Bit Players do Shore Form down in Newport every Friday and Saturday night at the Firehouse Theater. And that's BYOB, so that's always fun. You can also check out Improv Jones, Rhode Island's longest-running improv show, on the first Saturday of every month. That's down at the uh, AS220 Black Box in Providence. Last but not least, there's a new improv theater in town, Wage House, which has shows every Friday night at 8 in Pawtucket. And many of these theaters also offer great improv classes, so don't forget to check those out as well. I'm sure Google can help you find everything you need. See you next time.